Yo, 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 it's X, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we have Caroline. She is a food critic in Dallas, Texas, my new, I don't, I'm not gonna call it my hometown, but I guess my new town. Uh, I'm not in Dallas right now, but I am uh, back home in Cleveland. Uh, we are, I guess we'll p- put this as the first uh, podcast of the What's Out Texas, you know, podcast. And uh, Caroline here, she is a student at SMU. She's a sophomore. But she's also a food critic. And you can find her page at uh, Find Your Yum with two M's. Is that correct? That's right. <laughs> Very nice. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. It's been a busy day, but lots of lots of fun, lots of good food. So it's it's been a great day. Great to hear. Great to hear. So uh, let's talk about this. I mean, not a lot of people are food critics. How do you get into this? I mean, a lot of people love food. So, I mean, there's one thing, but yeah, how'd you get into this? Absolutely. So I've always really loved food. I love a good restaurant experience and I've always loved that since a young age. But um, about three years ago, I started experiencing some really intense GI problems. And so I had to have a very restricted diet for a long time. It was about a two year healing process. And man, once those two years were up and I was able to slowly start incorporating foods that once hurt my stomach really bad um, back into my diet again, it just gave me this new appreciation for them. And one of the first things I wanted to do as a kid is I thought it'd be so cool to try every single cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory and put them in a list from best to worst. So I've always just had this passion for reviewing, celebrating good food and being honest about food that I don't think is the best i've always admired the character from ratatouille the food critic i love his honesty but so hopefully the goal one day is to be just as honest as him but maybe a little nicer i don't know um and then during the pandemic um i was looking at my camera roll one day it was the first couple weeks of quarantine i realized i had a lot of pictures of of some good looking food on my, um, on my camera roll. And so I thought, Hey, I'm going to start a little Instagram page. Um, and I'm going to point out restaurants that I hope stay open. And cause I think that's one of the saddest things for me about the pandemic has just been seeing really good, well-intentioned businesses close down. And so my goal is to celebrate the restaurants that I love and recommend them to others so that it establishes some good publicity for them, but be honest about the, the bad experiences I have. Um, so yeah, March of 2020 started just a little Instagram page. I started realizing how much I love being honest and kind of just writing, being creative about food. And it's just been growing ever since landed an internship here in Dallas. Um, just with a little catering service and yeah, I'm just in love with exploring the culinary arts and finding where that meets journalism. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so uh, let's talk about, you know, some of your critiques, you know, some so being critic, being a critic, you gotta, sometimes you gotta be a little harsh to, to some, to some of those restaurants, right? Uh, what has been some of your best experiences, some of your worst experiences? We can just, we can go, we can start with the best and then we'll, we'll work our way on if that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Some of the best experiences I've had are actually at restaurants that I didn't even know I was going to. For example, 
it was a chilly winter night last last year and my car um the battery the wires that connect to the battery got disconnected so my car wouldn't start it just finished getting a full body massage and it was starting to get late at night and i was starving i called the I called progressive and they said that it was going to take two hours meanwhile it's getting later i'm getting hungry i pull up to this mediterranean restaurant that's right next to the the full body massage parlor or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, I have one. Of, I had one of the best meals I've ever had. I Mediterranean food is my favorite style of cuisine, but um, oh my goodness, it was just the best. Um, and the, the staff was just so kind. It was so authentic. And that's one thing that I really look for in a restaurant is just authenticity. And so then when I stumbled across this place by accident, I didn't even know it was there. It was just, I mean, it was just, it made that night that was really hard, really solid. So that was definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had. Another experience that I have really liked. And so in the, in the end, I was able to give them a really great review. Wasn't planning on reviewing that place, but I think it's in a Wednesday night impromptu dinner like that, that you really see the, the true nature of a restaurant and it may not be the busiest Saturday night, but, um, it really just showed its character. And so I so much enjoyed that. It's yeah. also great to have a story with that as well. I mean, you know, yeah. with the car and everything like, yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's very subjective to me that made it such a great experience, but that was one that, wow, it just, it really, it really was there for me when I needed it, right. <laughs> um, which I love when a restaurant can do that. And, Another one like that is, I mean, I love a good mom and pop shop whenever um, you just see the passion that the owners have in a restaurant, for example, back in my hometown. So I live about 30 minutes away. I just say I'm from Dallas, um, but I'm from Bedford, Texas, which is just a little suburb about 30 minutes west of Dallas. And there is this coffee shop called Babylon Coffee Roasters, and they make it a very they are very intentional about getting to know you, getting to know your story so that when you walk into a coffee shop, I mean, I love becoming a regular somewhere. So when they know me and I know them, um, they made some of the best Turkish coffee I have ever had. It came out, you had to wait a little bit because they, I mean, brewed it to perfection. Um, But their menu is just extensive. And I also look for in a restaurant how well they market their products, not only on the inside, but on their social media. Because social media is growing so much right now, a lot of times, instead of going to a website, people look at their Instagram page or they look at Yelp. So I definitely keep in mind when I'm reviewing a place um, what exactly they're looking for like what their social media presence looks like, because ultimately it's how accessible they are to the public, especially during the pandemic. I started off on social media doing um, critiques. And so whenever I'm looking for a place to go to or doing research about the restaurants that I want to go to, I check out their Instagram. I check on Open Table and Yelp um, and then their websites. That's another big thing, their website. Do they have their menu on the website that's easy that's updated to have the prices i want to hear about the restaurant before i go to i know i know not everybody looks into that kind of stuff like i do but um beyond just the food and the experience at the restaurant you got to get people to come to the restaurant and a big part of that is what they do 
to make their information accessible. So those two spots, they those those have been some of my favorites. For solid, sure. solid, solid. So uh, in a coffee shop in a Mediterranean uh, uh, place. Very nice. Uh, what was your first experience? Let's talk about what was the first post March 2020? Where'd you go first? So I love breakfast as well. And one of my favorite breakfast items of all time is Old South Pancake House. It's in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, granted, I've been to a lot of restaurants before, but I think once I finally established, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So it wasn't, I didn't go to this place in March, 2020, but it was indeed one of those pictures I had on my phone. So for that first one, that, that first review that I did, I mean, granted, it was a pretty traditional breakfast, but they had a knockout cinnamon roll that made it worth a review. Um, very authentic place in Fort Worth. They, it is a country setting. They don't take reservations. It is first come first serve, which that to me is just whenever you don't have to make a reservation and it's so busy that you know, you're going to get people coming in. I mean, you know, Oh, that's how you know. And right on university Boulevard in Fort Worth, it is just such a fun fun scene and I always go there with my family when we head to Fort Worth there you can tell there's so much tradition there and so that was it's always just super super special has this country environment they gave me this giant cinnamon roll and a lot of cinnamon rolls they're kind of just bread but this one had the cinnamon and the icing all the way around and oh man oh man it was just delicious the wait staff is just on it it's just such a fun time. So that first experience, always very fun, very memorable. And it, I love when I get to go back with my family because it just brings so many memories. Very nice, very nice. So let's talk about, you know, let's talk about the bad ones. All right, let's, let's talk about the, the rough experiences. I won't call them, I won't straight up call them bad, but let's talk about some of the rough experiences yeah. so far. Okay, so... The two I'm going to talk about today, um, not so much the food, but it's the experience that typically leads it. For a restaurant to stay in business, I mean, typically the food is, it's going to be at least um, par, but customer service, (laughs) um, that is definitely a make or break for me. For this first one was actually quite recent. I went to this restaurant with some friends of mine and we uh, I won't call it by name maybe I will later yeah (laughs) (laughs) um we made a reservation through a third-party website so we get to it's freezing outside we get to the restaurant and the hostess seats us outside and this the reservation specifically said inside so I was really confused and when I inquired about possibly sitting inside I was just met with quite a lot of attitude and I mean I want to have grace for people I've worked in the food industry before I know it can get crazy but it was it was just I mean I, I'm here for a good experience so and I was very kind anyways we ended up sitting outside so we pulled up those heat lamps real close yeah. and we have a waiter who right off the bat admits that it's one of his first night, one of his third night on the job. And it was a busy Saturday night. So not that we were expecting anything bad, but it was okay. That just kind of sets the tone. Are we expecting him to be slow? Not something you necessarily want to hear. Oh, it's my first night, you know? Right. So, yeah. 
so we order some garlic knots to get us started. Great garlic knots, except they took about 25 minutes to get there. Okay. So you're starting to get pretty hungry. You're starting to get pretty hungry. The waiter takes our order and you could just tell he's very confused the entire time. So it didn't really evoke a lot of confidence on my part. Um, end up ordering. About 45 minutes later, and granted, this is, this is Neapolitan-style pizza, which generally cooks very fast and right. my friends ordered salads so I, I i get it saturday night it's busy but it was a bit of a red flag right. um, meanwhile all my friends are getting their food mine isn't showing up um and we even had him read back the order to us before we um he went back to the kitchen to submit it another 30 minutes passes and meanwhile i, I keep asking him like hey you know is my pizza coming out? <laughs> um, he finally realizes that he never put in the order in the first place. Okay, that makes sense. Indeed. Makes sense. And so, and this was also, I'll, I'll add this. I ran a marathon about a week and a half ago. And so this was my dinner for the night before. So I was already feeling a little stress. Well, here's a little subjectivity, which comes with any review, truly. Um, and so that was like an extra sting, <laughs> but um, it, it ended up taking so long that we had to take it to go, or at least my food. Cause I mean, Ugh. by the time I got my pizza, my, all my friends were done. <laughs> right. right. So <laughs> ended up having to take it to go. Luckily they were gracious and calmed the pizza, which is definitely an expectation whenever you're waiting an hour and a half for, um, for dinner. But so that was, that was a little, it ended up being a really great meal. And but, but the night before, you know, a marathon as well. I mean, I'm eager, like before competition, I'm always like, let me get my food and then I'll settle for us tonight. Now I definitely understand that. I definitely understand why you would feel that way. Absolutely. So, I mean, customer service, a little iffy. So not the best experience. And when a restaurant experience that, I mean, and you want to go, you want to have a good time, but when it starts to take way too long and you start revisiting conversations, <laughs> it's like, okay, let's, let's be better. Right. And this is a franchise. So they, they should have their stuff down. They have their manuals and their rules, but um, it's not, once again, may have been a rough night, but Actually, I, have, I think I have like the same, ex I have the like same experience now that now I'm thinking about it. Uh, I, it was a chain restaurant and I was in uh, Tennessee with one of my teammates and we were just hanging out and uh, a group of our teammates and like one of our coaches, they were off to the side and they were all eating and they were all like having fun. And we're just like staring at each other like, yo, man, it's been 45 minutes and <laughs> we haven't even gotten anything. And we're like, okay, we see our teammates leave us. They're like, oh, see you guys. And we're like, yo, like, it's been a while. We saw another table fill up where our team was. And I was like, yo, we got to go. We got to go. And finally, we ended up getting it. But it took like an hour and 45 minutes. It was like, I, so I totally understand. And I'm glad you told this story because it's bringing that back to me. Yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So as athletes right here, it's like nutrition's important. It's like when I'm ready to eat, I'm ready to eat. And so <laughs> definitely. Well, that second story that was not the best experience, mostly about customer service as well. Okay. Um, 
I was at this sandwich place and it's this upscale sandwich place here in Dallas. Um, you're paying a pretty penny. You're paying a pretty penny for a sandwich. And yeah. I walk in and I, and I don't know, I am just 20 years old. So I don't know if it's because of my age and I haven't quite earned that respect or something from business leaders, but every single wait staff member was on their phone, which for me, like, I get it. I get it. I get it. If you're slow, you know, but I walk in and while I'm trying to order, they are still on their phones right. and I'm just kind of like, hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I end up ordering and I ordered actually a Greek type sandwich mm-hmm. and, um, they it advertised all these different Greek ingredients on there, like tzatziki and hummus and olives and arugula and all this other stuff. But there was no hummus and there was no tzatziki in my sandwich, which, I mean, those are some Greek staples for me. So automatic red flag. Also, the sandwich took about 25 to 30 minutes. And, yeah. you know, when it's lunch, it's like, I got places to be. Right. And so, um, and I went there with a critique in mind, but I definitely wasn't expecting to wait as long as I did. And even when I went and inquired after about 20 minutes, which I don't think is being a Karen or anything. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> that um, I inquired, I was just met with eye rolls and lots of size. And so after I wrote my review, I do it on Instagram. I call it the blog. So if I refer to my Instagram account as the blog, that's what I'm referring to. Um, but when I wrote the review, I was met. So they have this, it's, it's almost a redemption story. They, um, the manager actually reached out to me. He called me and I was like, whoa. And he was like, hey, this is, this is not how we operate. I am so, so sorry. I ended up having, he said he had some conversations with some of his staff members that were on staff that day. Um, talked about being better and invited me back to try him again. Um, and so I did ended up having a really great experience, but that's kind of hard because when I went in there on a random afternoon for lunch, that's when you get, once again, you kind of get that raw experience. What does the everyday customer see? But when I'm going, when not only is the manager going to be there, but he's going to obviously absolutely compensate for what was lost. Um, I I ended up having a great experience, but I'm definitely going to go back at some point to get that like confirmation is right. this how it always is or <laughs> we all just being extra kind so definitely some when I see eye rolls <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh um and on your phone it just screams unprofessional right um and in the kitchen too when you're on your phone and and there's like kind of some foul language that you can just hear and just doesn't create the best atmosphere and so those are two experiences that hate to do it, but ultimately it is what it is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest observation? What's the biggest difference? What observations have you made uh, from, you know, pre COVID to now we're in this like COVID we're still in this COVID thing. So like, how would you, uh, how would you explain that? What, what are the differences that you see? Well, in restaurants, I mean, clearly you have your wait staff wear masks. So that's just kind of that physical observation. And then in just a lot of dialogue, I mean, restaurants have been open for a long time now, but typically you'll, but the wait staff, they can't tell if you are 
back to restaurants like very recently or if you've been coming since they reopened again so there's almost this newness to restaurants and explaining a lot better so and I just feel like there's a lot more joy too because kind of like how I got into being a food critic the reason I love food so much to this day is that for a long time there was a lot I couldn't eat. So when I got to experience that again, it just brought a lot of joy and a lot more appreciation for it. And I can definitely see that in the attitudes of um, the wait staff at any restaurant, but there also too is a lot of stress. There just seems to be a lot more energy is what I, I guess kind of a blanket statement for that because with staffing shortages worldwide, um, they're, they definitely have to be on their toes. There's a lot of turnover. And so um, it's just a high paced environment. Um, and I certainly hope that the restaurant experience doesn't change with the incorporation of so many virtual options. I know at a ton of fast food chains, you have your, your kiosks that you can go. Right. Um, and you even have those little devices that will come deliver your food little box yeah with the music and everything yeah yeah i mean they're kind of cool don't get me wrong don't get me wrong but that human interaction and oh my goodness i had one of the best experiences also at this new spot that opened up across from smu and what made it the food taste even better was the service that brought it um i mean when they greet you by name based on your reservation it's just wonderful um it's nice to be known and one of my dreams has always been to become a regular at one place, but it's so special that it's become a few places now. So, yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. So you are from Texas. So what uh, outside of, uh, you know, Dallas, what are some areas that uh, you would, uh, you know, recommend to people who have never visited Texas, Dallas, whatever, whatever area, what would you recommend? Oh yeah. So if they're coming to Dallas, is that what you're asking? Oh goodness. Oh goodness. Well, clearly that Greek spot, Ephesus grill is where I went to when my car broke down this little hole in the wall place. So the Dallas Fort Worth area has the most restaurants per capita. So that's just a fun little fact right there. Let's see my favorite spots. I love deep dish pizza. And I recently, so this was, this was my post marathon meal. Um, it's another pizza. I love pizza so, so much, but there's this place that the owner was originally from New York city. He came down. It's called Sal's pizzeria and it is the most authentic New York pizza I've ever had. My favorite, my, my pizza tears. I have Sicilian deep dish all the way up here. My favorite type, but then I love Neapolitan style and this one, it has this thick crust, but it's nice and thin. I mean, oh my goodness. It, and it just screams, once again, authenticity, very New York. I mean, the wait staff, they aren't necessarily the kindest, but I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> very yeah. New York. That's it, New York, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Also kind of a New York vibe is we have Shug's, which is so, so close to SMU. It definitely walking distance. From all the New Yorkers I've met, they say that this place has the most authentic bagels. So just going just gonna to plug that, absolutely. My favorite Italian place, oh my goodness, such a vibe, Torelli's over off Greenville Avenue. First of all, if you want to come to Dallas and check out a good food scene, check out Greenville Avenue, especially the lower part of Greenville. They just have so many restaurants, but Torelli's, oh my goodness, not only is it the best Italian food, they have the best garlic bread. Let me just tell you, complimentary with every meal. 
but they have a pianist on the inside. So when you're going in, it's chilly outside, the lights are up, and they even have this rooftop patio. Oh my goodness. You're a guarantee, and it's a great value. You get plenty of food for the price you pay. Um, You can even valet, just the live music that goes on in the atmosphere. Wow. One of, definitely one of my top places for sure. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Honestly, uh, how would you describe SMU? SMU. So I think it has a lot of character. SMU has a reputation for lots of money and that's about it. Oh, and Greek life. Sure. But I think I actually didn't do Greek life. And so I am just, I'm here on scholarship. (laughs) And so And there is so much more diversity than I would have ever imagined before coming here. It's definitely a enclosed campus, but it's open to the community. There's no gates or anything. So, I mean, we have families that walk through. We have little kids that ride their bikes through campus on their way home from school and people that just go take walks. And it's just such a special place. I just feel like every time I walk through, I just like feel more like gratitude towards this place. I mean, it's a beautiful campus, but I've found my people and that has made college all the better. And I mean, it's so nice just to be walking distance from so many different places and just be like right there in the center of Dallas and go everywhere. (laughs) So I I love SMU. Nice. That's nice. Shout out to SMU. Uh, Do you do any, you have any activities that you do in SMU? Oh, most definitely. My favorite thing I do at SMU is Young Life. Um, it is a Christian-based organization. I'm on the leadership team. We just get to talk about Jesus and just love people. That has been so, so special for just to be a part of and get to pour into people. I also have an internship with SMU Dining and their catering <laughs> services and their marketing team. So I help run the social media for them. We plan events for campus dining get to do some fun instagram takeovers which is my favorite part of the job and i just get to be behind the scenes working some of the events helping plan some of the events and i think that as i want to move up in the upscale restaurant industry it's super important to know the background and the basics know the culinary arts and so that has been so so special but i don't know is this my favorite thing that i do i am also a cycle and a group fitness instructor at our rec center here at SMU. I teach indoor spin, and I also teach a really intense core class. Um, okay. Mondays and Wednesday nights. Um, it is just so, so fun. I, I mean, I've, this is my second marathon that I ran, but I think teaching this year has made me realize how much I love just moving my body and exercise. I always feel my best before and after a workout and so um that has just been a blast definitely try to incorporate what I love into ways that I can earn an income as well right Um, and finally I'm an RA so (laughs) um I care for my residents and I live in a dorm and I'll live in the door for the next couple of years. <laughs> and nothing is wrong with the RA life. I I have a I know a lot of people who are who are great RAs. So it's, uh, Carolina, it seems like you found all of your niches. You have you know you have fitness, you have faith, you have uh, food, you have resident life. You know, so it sounds very great, very great. Uh, I wanted to keep it very short because maybe you know 
we also do reviews here. So maybe one day we might come with you. Maybe you might show us a, a restaurant or two. Maybe. Who, oh, knows? Who knows? It's a party. It's a party. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. But do you have anything you want to say? Do you want to shout any people out? I mean, the floor is yours. Oh, honestly. my goodness. Well, shout out to SMU Dining. And I want to shout out my first boss that I had at SMU Dining, Farah Ahmed. Oh, my goodness. This woman taught me the ins and outs of just fine cuisine and how to market it. Because you got to, like I said earlier, you got to get people to come to your restaurant. So that has been so, so special. Let's see. Another shout out has been or is going to be to my young life leader dan pitts um he gave me the best this is what i'll end with because this is the best advice that i've ever been given and i take this with me every single day but the advice to be interruptible i think it's super important to be focused and there are times i just want to i need i want to be alone and sit and do my homework and kind of be a recluse but the end goal for everything for me is people so I love social media because it bridges me to be like physically together with people. And I love going to restaurants because it creates, creates an experience. And sometimes if I'm too much to myself or too focused on one thing, I forget about my end goal, which once again is people. And so he taught me, which is something I've been taking with me for just about a year now is to, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm not interruptible, then there's a problem. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I if I have a test to submit or something, right. yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, let me put on do not disturb. Like there's a time and a place. Or if I'm driving, I'm not fucking text you right now. But um, that's just been the best advice. So shout out to Dan for giving me that. It's been great. That, that's some good, that's some good advice, honestly. I mean, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, is this person approachable? Can I uh can I say hello? Can I, you know, can I can I start a conversation? And a lot of people they back off because they think, oh. Sometimes people just have thoughts that they don't even know, you know, and then it turns out, oh, this person's nice, you know, oh, they want to have a conversation. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I've met in a coffee shop um, simply from either them approaching me or me approaching them. And so, yeah, just to echo what you said, be interruptible. <laughs> Without a doubt, without a doubt, Caroline, look, uh, it's a very short podcast for me. Usually, you know, I do like hour long podcasts and whatnot, but uh, I wanted to keep it short, keep it light and talk about some of the good experiences, the bad experiences. But I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on and uh, have a, uh, you know, have a, have a, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, uh, Happy New Year, you know, all that, all that jazz and stay safe at SMU. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, without a doubt. Yo, it's been Xavier. That's what's out. Peace out.